Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome to the Cards Cast, the re- a weekly podcast from Cardinal Authority. I'm senior writer Michael McCammon, joined by publisher Jody Demling. Lot to talk about, lot lots going on in, in the landscape of sports with the college sports. We're going to talk some football. We're going to talk some basketball. Obviously, you've got the the ACC and what's going to happen with the football scheduling. We've had a couple, you know, uh, test positive, you know, positive tests for COVID nineteen on the basketball side. So we're going to try to get as much as we can. Throw some recruiting in there as well. So let's get right to it, Jody. It seems like obviously the big well, talk. Well, right first now. of all, first yeah. of all, we're going to talk. We're going to talk football scheduling and football season. So that's the what if season, right? Yeah. Right. What if? So yeah. so I can tell you that what if we what if I would just be finishing up uh, the Peach Jam, the Adidas <laughs> Invitational Tournament, and the Under Armour, the three thing. I kind of miss. Yeah. I, I kind of miss being out on the road. I mean, I kind of like this you know, working from home thing as I recover and I'm still getting there. And I, I don't know that I would have been able to, to be on the road right now, but, but it was a moot point because nobody's on the road, but uh, yep. uh, I, I, I actually watched some games on video this weekend or on uh, online this weekend, Michael did some like scouting and watched some guys. So, uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that too, when we get there, but it's the what if season. So, I mean, what if none of this would happen? I, I would be coming back from peach jam today uh, actually, I probably would be coming back from Birmingham in the Adidas event on the last day today, and then and then I, we'd be getting ready to go uh, uh, ne- early next week to the ACC uh, kickoff. So, yep. man, what if you know? Yeah, I'm, I, you know, I, there's a lot of what ifs that I miss, but now the what ifs are, uh, what if there's no season, or what are we going to do if there is a season? You know, a lot of yeah. a lot of questions that to to still find answers to, and and obviously yeah. the latest the latest trend as we saw with the Big Ten. You know, in the Pac-12 is moved to a 10-game all-conference you know, slate, and that's what it looks like it's going to be with the ACC, who yeah, is expected it, it, to make you know make their announce, announcement in late July. Yeah, I, I think we'll see something. I, I mean, look, this could change. It could come out in 10 minutes. That's just yep. how this thing. That's just how this thing is. Um, the Big Ten, the ACC people were under the impression like the others and we've seen the big 12 commissioner come out and actually say it so it's not a secret but the big the acc folks were under the impression last week that the big 10 wasn't going to nobody was going to do anything for a little bit of of time if you if you listen to vince tyree and i think you you had it in your story actually michael the quote that said probably don't expect anything until between august 1st and august 10th that's what vince tyree said that's what john swafford had said just a few days before all this happened and then the Big Ten kind of went on their own and, and did this, which kind of kind of quite honestly pissed off the other conferences more than anything. Uh, and, and so from what I understand right now, the situation with the with the ACC is, OK, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have done it. The SEC is meeting today. The athletic directors are going to meet today. The what are we going to do? My understanding is unless something totally changes, which it could that, that uh, the ACC will not come out with anything until around August 27, 28, 29, right around in that time frame, just before uh, the, the, the start of, uh, of a new of a new month. Uh, and that's when they will do that. And they're hoping by then they'll have a little more clarity on um, exactly the spikes or whatever is going on then. 
And they can also have a little more clarity of we're just not going to announce it. We're going to actually tell you, okay, we're going to do this scheduling model when we do it. And this is how we're going to do it. I am under the impression right now that if there are six and, and I've been told a handful of scheduling models on the table, if there are six of them on the table, I'm under the impression that three of the six mean that the schedule that Louisville has right now will have no, no bearing on the schedule that they'll actually play this coming season, if there is a, a coming season. Uh, and a lot of people keep saying, well, what if, what happens, and why, and this and that. A, a conference schedule gives them more flexibility is the bottom line. They can sure. do things that they want to. They can do things how they want to, and they don't have to worry about anybody else. Yeah, and it, you know, and it allows if, if let's say Louisville has a you know a handful of players come down with positive tests and they need to you know shift the game against X team, well maybe they both have open dates two weeks later, or they can shift things around and things like that are a lot simpler to do when when well, you're talking yeah. about conference only. And, and when a, when you're talking about conference only, Michael, you're talking about to even to the point with what I was told. If Louisville and Clemson are playing and Louisville and, and one of those two teams test has, you know, some positive tests and they have to pa- hit the pause button. If they don't have a later date, then they'll move other games around and figure out either yeah. another date for that or flip them around with two other teams that do have date, you know, and on an open week and all that. It, it's just it, it gives them the opportunity in a 14 week period pretty much to get in as many games as they can up to 10. And that's that's going to be the goal, from what I understand. So, you know, obviously we've, we we know one of the possibilities, you know, is is leave it the same and then maybe just add one team. And of course, that's an, that's implying what we're hearing. The reports are that Notre Dame will be part of the ACC's, you know, in conference games, which Louisville would then need one. Or there's the other another option we've heard is five games. You're playing a home and home and home against five teams. Uh, both of them, you know, interesting. Right. Both of them, you know, a lot of different wrinkles as well. And, and, and yeah, and the the first option you said is le- leaving everything alone really kind of hurts Louisville in a in a little bit of a way because they have a three week gap. So what you're going to yeah. either you're either going to have you're either going to have two games and a three week gap and and then no rest of the way, or you're going to have two games, a week gap, a game, and then a week gap. You know, which, which, you know, like I said, this is a, it's unprecedented times. You're going to have to prepare for the worst, I think, more than anything. The other the other thing about leaving it the way it is, is Louisville loses three, all three games they lose. If you go non-conference are home games, Um, you know, the the Murray State game, the Western Kentucky game and the Kentucky game. You lose all three of those and they're all three home games. So that's what really stinks uh, in in my mind for anything else, because. It, it looks like those two weeks that the three weeks that Louisville would have a gap there in the middle after after Clemson and before Florida State, I believe is what it is. It's a three week. It's a three week gap. If you take away Murray and Western Kentucky in that gap, Georgia Tech has has open time. Miami has open time. Pittsburgh has open time. And I think North Carolina even has open time so they can find you know, they could place an opponent there. It's just a matter of how they do it. The other thing I've heard, Michael, that could happen is you push the season back a little further and basically Louisville would open Louisville would open with Clemson and then move North Carolina State game to later in the season. So uh, I think that's probably an option on the table. And then the other, you know, the obviously the other option from what I understand, at least um, would would be an option is to to start even later than that. And, uh, you know, start sometime in mid to late September. Uh, and, and so that would kind of create 
havoc and move some things around. They're going to do what's best for the kids. They're going to do what's best for health and safety and at the time. And obviously, it's going to change. The best quote I saw all week, and I actually think it was from the KHSAA commissioner, Julian Tackett. He said, we're going to prepare. We're going to hit the start button. And we, we're ready to hit the pause. We're ready to hit the start, ready to hit the pause. It's going to be almost like a little bit of a game where we just continue to do what we have to do to continue to keep playing and try to make this season work out. And I think that that's the, that's the one thing. That's about the only thing you can do. Yeah, you know, and it's since you bring up the KHSAA uh, decision, I thought the way they handled it. Uh, was great. They also complimented, you know, the governor's, you know, ma- mask mandate, which is which is important. Obviously, you've tweeted out uh, your feelings on that as well, and, and obviously, it's something that we all need to do. Uh, but going back to the, you know, the ACC, you know, we've got a poll right now at Cardinal Authority. If you haven't voted in it, make sure you go to the homepage when when you get a second to uh, uh, click on it. The poll will be going uh, until the 14th. But it's basically let's let's say they keep the, you know, the schedule. Maybe not as is, but the, the opponents remain the same. So Louisville would just need to add one more. So we've got you know, the five teams that are potentially available there, kind of getting the, the, the feel of the fan who they would like to see. And right now, North Carolina with a pretty big lead. Um, maybe it's because you know Louisville fans want to see Satterfield take on the Tar Heels, obviously coming from Appalachian State. And so right now, North Carolina and then Miami both have a good good sized lead, and then and then Pittsburgh, which kind of surprised me a little bit, but. But uh, looks See, if, like I, if I got my, North Carolina <laughs> and if I yeah, and if I if I and, and Miami would be a cool one, but but Miami yeah. would stink because it would it would be here. I mean, I, I, I want to be selfish for a minute. I mean, yeah. I, I, I need a I, I need I, it's going to be a long time before we get any good trips. I think I'm afraid uh, I want a uh, I want a trip. I want a good trip. So but I, so so let's, it's a cool poll. <laughs> Uh, there's still time to vote on the poll. You can go do it. And uh, and, and it's cool. I, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what they do with the scheduling. But again, I don't think we'll know that for, uh, you know, for a couple weeks. We do know that the basketball team has paused. Um, there was a, a two two members of the program uh, who did test positive. Um, from what I understand, since we found out that on Tuesday, um, f- since we found that on Tuesday from uh, Vince Tyree, that everything has been. I don't want to say fine, but everything has been pretty good and there's been no other, you know, hiccups for for them to report. Uh, I do expect that they'll get back at it and it will be, um, you know, around the time next Monday uh, will be the time when the coaches can start working with the guys. I expect that they will continue to do that and, uh, and pick things up there. Really, they haven't lost a ton. Um, you know, you lose some, you, you, you lose some workouts and this and that, but, uh, but quite honestly, there's time for basketball. And, and I, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I've talked to a lot of basketball people. I think the feeling of most coaches, and that's nothing, nothing from Louisville. I mean, I, I honestly have talked to Louisville coaches, but this is, doesn't mean Louisville at all. I think the, a feeling from, uh, not only Louisville, but from a lot of the college coaches around the country in the power five schools, I think the feeling is a lot of them are thinking, are we even going to have games until January? And I think I think that is what is basketball. When we get to it, that's probably what's going to happen. Michael is there will be no uh, non-conference games and everything will be uh, will start in January. You know, you got to do what you got to do to get some of the season in. And I'm afraid when you go indoors that it's going to get worse. Yeah, I think you're right. I think what we're seeing with football is just going to kind of likely be echoed when it comes to basketball and going to primarily probably a conference only uh, schedule. Of course, you know, we're just 
both speculating at, at the moment and, and just on things that, that we both heard, but, but the, it does certainly seem to go that way. And, and you know, hopefully, um, and I think that's, you know, the thought process is here as we each take a step forward, whether it's the NBA, Major League Baseball, you know, MLS, you know, locally with Lou City and kind of gauge, see how things are going both, you know, for teams, for coaches, as well as fan participation and see what the bumps are, if, if it's significant or if it just kind of mirrors mirrors what we're going through now, and then you can continue to make decisions. But I tell you, I mean, Jody, it's just a it's a bizarre world. I mean, whoever thought we would be having these type of conversations on whether our seasons are going to be played or not over something that's kind of an invisible threat. You know, it's it's certainly a unique period in you know, our time here on this planet. That's for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think, you know, I mean. It's just it's just weird. I keep telling everybody that I talk to and everybody that asks anywhere we go. And we haven't been very many places, but we have actually done, you know, a couple of, you know, pick out, pick up things. And we went outside to a place and um, and, and actually we went outside to Mike Lennings over uh, on Friday night and, oh, had, nice. and just had dinner outside just because I just had, you know, it's at some point I got to get out and get away. And it's just been a long, you know, it's been a long four months, really, uh, to be quite honest. And um, and everybody keeps asking me about my opinion because I went through it and it's just all so weird. Like, like imagine, imagine me telling you, Michael, when we left the arena that night or that afternoon after Louisville beat Virginia tech, and it was the second to last weekend of the season. Imagine me telling you that Michael, you know what, in, um, uh, you know, in five months, you're going to do three more live press conferences. <laughs> you would have laughed at me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. I, I, it's just, it's just so weird. And I think everybody just has to realize that the goal in, 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 you know, and Vince said this on Tuesday and I've talked to, you know, in times that I've talked to coach Mack and coach Satterfield in uh, press conferences and just talking to them. Um, the, the goal is to play some games and i think any games that you can get this year are are just a bonus and uh, and, and and i'll be excited for the first one i can i can guarantee you that now with that with that said recruiting goes on and recruiting yep. doesn't stop basketball recruiting wise a couple of interesting things uh to note coach mack has been on uh, on uh, the uh, the um internet or tv or wherever how many how many wherever you can watch it and and watching different games of guys there's a lot of guys playing even though uh there's no coaches out there are tournaments going on there are tournaments that are happening so um and even though that nike and adidas and under armor canceled their main things uh there are a lot of tournaments going on and i can tell you that uh you know that louisville's done a lot of evaluating over the the, this uh, the last couple weeks and uh, and I don't think that the 2021 board will change a whole lot. I do think Jordan Hawkins, as I mentioned in the recruiting scoop uh, on Saturday, the Dematha shooting guard. I think he's kind of moved up a, uh, a little bit in the in the list uh, from where I thought he was. And I think that a sleeper guy in this in in, in this 2021 class for me, um, because I, I've I, I've started to exchange some messages with the kid and hopefully get a good interview here in the next uh, week or so and do a story. But Jemai Mayshak, who is yeah. uh, a kid from uh, Rancho Cucamonga, California, um, he's a six four wing kind of thing as well. And and Louisville's got to get a wing in this class. Malachi Branham and Harrison Ingram are the two main targets right now. Aminu Muhammad's still kind of in the mix. I think he's going to end up going elsewhere though. Uh, but then you talk about Hawkins and Meshack, and, and those are guys um, that that are really talented dudes. 
uh, that could be additions to the, major additions to this class if uh, if the staff continues after them. Let me let me throw this question towards you then, uh, since obviously they're trying to do you know you've got the live streams and all that from these tournaments that are going on as well as getting you know it's being recorded by multiple people and they're able to watch these uh, uh, outings as much as possible. You think there could be a couple new names or a new name surface on the on the 21 radar? I know you, you said you don't expect it to change much, but do you think these evaluations might, you know, yeah. we've seen a couple of surprises already. Do you think it could, you know, somebody else could pop up? I don't, I, I don't think so. Uh, I think they're pretty, the, the problem is they, they've got, I don't want to say a lot of offers out, but in, in, in a, a probably more offers than they want in a year, just because, of the way things have gone and you do have the, you know, you have the NCAA thing cloud hanging kind of over. So they've, they've cast a wider net to see, um, you know, how they can gauge things and what they can do. I I don't see the 21 thing um, changing a whole, whole lot. Um, I mean, it could, it definitely could, but, but watching somebody in person and on tape is tough and and, and that kind of thing. I just think, you know, you don't the the problem with these tournaments now is that not everybody's playing. You know what I mean? So you don't know the the competition as well um, as maybe you want to. So um, so yeah, I mean it could, but but I'm thinking that it I'm, I'm thinking that it won't. So yeah, well, well obviously it could have a more of a significant impact on the 2022. You know, it gives right. it a little more time and that kind of stuff to. to Hopefully, knock on wood, eventually get out at some point and start seeing kids in person again. Yeah, and 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 with that 2022, I can tell you this: there's a kid, Deontay Green, um, who was absolutely unbelievable this weekend uh, at the Big Shots Myrtle Beach tournament. Uh, it was streamed online. I actually caught a couple games of his after I uh, I heard his name, kind of thing, and uh, I, I was uh, I was very uh, uh, I was very impressed. And uh, as a matter of fact. Um, He's not ranked right now. Uh, he goes to the, to Christ School there uh, in Arden, North Carolina. I don't know if he was teammates. Um, I don't know if he was teammates uh, with um, Gabe Witznitzer because Gabe was there for three years. This kid's a sophomore, gonna be a uh, gonna be a junior. I would imagine they cross paths for one year, but I don't know that for sure. It's the same school that Gabe went to for three years before he went to Hargrave. Um, But this kid, 6'9", 205-pound power forward, and I'm telling you what, I was super impressed watching him uh, 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 this weekend a couple times that I did. He has got a great body. He's got really good length and athleticism, uh, and I think he's a guy – that would fit in Chris Mack's system very, very well. And I can see that they will kind of, I, I could see that, uh, that they will kind of continue maybe to start recruiting him as well. And, you know, and there, there's just a, there's a lot of other guys in that class, that 2022 class. Um, you know, they've, um, they've offered, you know, quite a few guys in that class and still have got a few offers that they could put out that I, I think they could some top guys. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited for, uh, for where they're headed as far as a staff, and how uh, you know how they're they're recruiting and to pick to end out 2021 and then to begin uh, the 2022 class. Now for football, um, and, and Michael, I don't let me forget because I, w- I do want to mention some baseball. Um, uh, in, in my uh, my good omen that I had last week when I when I went to, to get some dinner one night, uh, I, I do want to mention that for you. But um, you, when you look at football and what they've done, Michael. 
Um, you know, we expect a couple of commitments this week. Uh, or we, let me let me let me rephrase that. We expect a couple commitments within the next week or so is uh, is probably a better way. Uh, it's probably a better way to say it um, within the next week or so. Uh, Michael Jalen Alderman is a guy that uh, uh, has uh, uh, crystal balls and, and you and I both have done a crystal ball for him. And uh, we've both done it from Christian Pedersen as well. Uh, and we both think that uh, that Louisville is probably going to end up with these two guys. They'd be two huge pickups uh, for Louisville. Yeah, we both, you know, got pretty high. Uh, you've got a nine, and I've got an eight on the confidence level. I, I think we're probably both closer to a ten on that. Um, you know, I, I feel pretty confident that that that's a, a guy that's going to be joining the class soon, and, and one that uh, you know that Louisville's been tracking for quite a while. Um, you mentioned earlier that uh, he was the last interview that. You, that you that you did before you had to go into the hospital and came sick uh, with the COVID-19. So they've had a relationship with him for a while, a kid out of Valdosta, Georgia, um, nice linebacker that would fit in quite well uh, with what they've already got on the defensive side of the ball. And then with with Christian Patterson, you know, he's a kid that seems like he fell in love with Louisville once they really started forming that relationship and his uh, recent unofficial paid trip, uh, you know, paid his own way to, to come check things out from California. You know, it seems like it put the, I guess, was the final step to really making him convinced that Louisville's a place for him. So two guys that we really like joining this class here, like you said, well, in and, a week or so. <laughs> yeah, and we think, uh, you know, one sooner than later and the other one a little yeah. later than sooner. So let's let, let, we'll put it that way. But uh, but we think it'll happen in the next week or so. Um, Michael, that'll put tw- that'll give him 21. So yep. in, in my thoughts and I'm going to go th- I'm going to I'm going to do I'll do mine first so you can think of yours. But we'll go through kind of how we think the class gets to 25. So okay. so for me, Jalen Alderman will be will be 20. Christian Pedersen will be 21. Um, I, I don't know if he I, trust me now, the next couple, I don't know the any order. I'm just saying. Guys, now I, I think that's the order for to get to 21, to, from 21 to 20, from 22 to 25. I'm not saying this is in order because I don't think this first kid's going to be the first after that to commit. But I think 22, I'm going to put Prince Kali and the linebacker right there in in the class for me. 23, yeah. I'm going to say um, I'm going to say T.J. Lewis, the athletic quarterback out of Georgia. Um, 24. Um, I, I'm just having a hard time. Um, I'm having a hard time with the offensive line, and I don't know. I really don't know right now, like which which one of these guys um, will end up there. I I think Louisville's a long shot for Mike Mislinski now. I think they're uh, they're battling for Diego Pounds and William Griffin. I, I'll say. I'll say 24 is Kimo Makineola right now. I don't I don't know for sure, but I think he'll. I'll say he's 24, and I'll say Javon Grigsby is 25. And Michael, I'm going to go out on a limb and say 26 is uh, is Nick Vadiato. Um, I, I think Louisville will end up taking uh, a pair of quarterbacks in this class, and I think uh, Lewis will be more of an athlete. And if he can work out as quarterback, that'll be good. But Vadiato, I think, uh, is a guy that 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 Frank Ponce has loved, loved, loved for a long time. He's down wow. at the university school in Fort Lauderdale. And I, I, I think if he was two inches taller, Louisville would have had him committed six months ago. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Now, with that said, 
that leaves a lot of good guys on the outside looking in. Shooter Sanders, I think, is just kind of taking things slow right now, and I think Louisville wants to to kind of get things moving on. I think Mitchell Evans and and Jordan Dingle and River Helms are guys that uh, once Pedersen commits, Louisville's going to take one one tight end, and that's it. Uh, Malachi Bennett is an interesting one. He did put Louisville in his in his uh, top five. He's a wide receiver from Alabama. I just don't know that they're going to take another wide receiver in in this class. It'll be interesting to see, Michael. Yeah, a lot of that I I agree with what you've got there. And again, my my questions are at the offensive line spot. I like you know they also another recent offer that they've handed out in the offensive line side is to the Armand Bathia kid uh, yeah. out of Brooklyn, New York, who made that you know and, and really it's kind of an impressive story. Um, so I'm curious to see you because he's going to continue to get offers. This is a kid that's well, lost like thirty something bad pounds, yeah. made a trip all the way from Brooklyn to Florida to try to impress and has landed an offer from Louisville and a few others, and I suspect will continue to. Uh, so, so him, you know, Grigsby, uh, Kimo, I had a chance to talk to him briefly. Um, he actually texted me again earlier tonight. He's hoping to set up a Zoom virtual meeting with the, with the staff to kind of get a better feel for the campus. So that's kind of a, a building relationship. I don't know if I'm comfortable enough, you know, putting a projection on him yet. And kind of across the board on offensive line there. But I agree with you. I think uh, Prince Colley, the linebacker, I think – if, if today were the day for him to make his announcement, I think it, it would be Louisville, which, you know, we've talked about how big that's going to be. I do like uh, the T.J. Lewis. You had a story at Cardinal Authority uh, on him recently, um, and that's obviously a continuing to bud relationship. And, and as we've talked about in these podcasts, uh, they do want one of those, you know, athlete type of guys, you know, kind of an unknown that could do multiple things for him. And, and he certainly fits that spot. And and I'm right there with you with Nick Vadiato. I mean, He's a kid that uh, you know Ponce fell in love with when he came to camp. Seems like ages ago, um, and has continued to just be there. Um, and like I think it was last week on the podcast, you mentioned you know if he were more maybe like six two six three, it'd already be a done deal, which is unfortunate. Yeah, you know, but you know great quarterback there, but uh, certainly got to get a quarterback in his class. Maybe get the he, the one and a half out of he's it. He's the he's the kid that at at camp last year. There were so many good kids at that Saturday night live camp, a Satterfield, you know, this I'll play off of yeah. Satter, Satterfield's name, but I just kept finding myself watching this kid and I couldn't take my, I, I was like, I just want to see what he does next because, you know, he was smaller and he didn't look like he was going to be the best kid at the camp, but he was the best quarterback at the camp by far. So I, you know, Michael, and, and go back to the, let me go back to the line, offensive line. You know, I, I, I'm just saying chemo. If I had to guess right now, chemo is the one I would guess. But but quite honestly, that offensive line spot might be go to somebody that they haven't even offered yet because yeah, it, a lot of states are going to play high school football. Some are going to play, some aren't. And those that do play, kids are going to pop up and and uh, and be there. I know um, a lot of Power Five schools are now in, under the thinking of okay, let's let's get it to 23 if we can get it to you know it, whatever their number is. Let's get it yeah. to two below our number. And then hold and then hold off on those last two because we don't want to we don't want to put back ourselves in a in a corner. There's going to be a lot of transfers next year. There's going to be a lot of grad transfers next year, and there's going to be a ton of kids that come open late. Uh, and there's not going to be a lot of spots available at other schools. So so I, I'm interested to see what Louisville does with that. It will be a lot. They will take at least one more tackle. They will take at least one more tackle. If it's not one of these guys on the list now, I could definitely see it being a guy who they haven't offered yet. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. And we, we've kind of seen, you know, some new offers. I, I mentioned the Armand Bazia kid. You know, he, 
So they are still looking. They're they're still evaluating. So I agree that that spot could go to somebody we, we're not familiar with. But I think the the rest of those, I think they're going to be names that we're all familiar with. Of course, I didn't mention you know Alderman and, and Patterson. I totally expect them to be you know the next two to fall in line unless you know somebody surprises. And then as you mentioned, Shadour Sanders continues to be a question mark out there. You know, I think if he called the coaching staff you know tomorrow and said, hey, I want to commit, they would take it. But I don't think he's wanting to do that anytime soon. And I don't think Louisville's wanting to wait, you know, too much longer. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how that unfolds. And it's not like, it's not like Louisville is not waiting for him. Um, And it's not like Louisville hasn't, I mean, you know, they, they, everybody's kind of on the same page. I think, I just don't think he wants, I, I don't, I don't, to me, I, the gist that I get is that he doesn't really want right now he's kind of like holding off and it's like, okay, I'm just going to wait and see. Uh, I'm going to kind of wait and see where, what happens, you know, with the season. I still think Louisville is the favorite for him. Um, you know, if, if, if you had to say so right now, I think that Louisville is, is the favorite for Sanders. And, and quite honestly, Michael, like I've said before, I mean, from our, from our standpoint, oh man, I wish he would freaking, I, I mean, can you imagine the clicks we would get? Oh. Um, plus, I'd be hanging out with Dion on the sidelines, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and I might even let him get on the radio with me, but, uh, um, but yeah, I, I just, I, I think there's a lot more to that recruitment than anybody kind of realizes. And, and I don't mean that in a, in a bad way. I just think it's, it it's Dion it's prime time and it's, it's, it's his son, you know, and, and, uh, and unlike the other son that a lot of people like to point out and, and, and the, the kid, um, is, is a good player, but he's not a quarterback. And, and, and that makes a big difference. It totally makes a big difference. So we'll have to wait and see. They're moving on to 2022 somewhat, Michael, but they're not really going like gung-ho, offering all kinds of dudes in 2022, um, you know, like they maybe did in the past or whatever. I, I kind of like the, the uh, where they're at. Um, they have offered a lot of their main, main guys uh, in 2022 um, and, and, and are looking and, and trying to build relationships with that. They're offering guys that they know that they really want. They only have 65 offers uh, out in the class of 2022, um, and, and they really are, are doing a good job of, of targeting the better guys that they, you know, that they, that they really want. Um, unfortunately, one of the guys that they offered is my, one of my favorite names, really football of all time with, with a wide receiver, the coldest Crawford. I think the coldest would be a great name. Um, but he, he committed to, uh, to LSU. Um, you know, I, I think Michael, if I'm not mistaken, I think they only have now like five, four or five offers out in the class of 2022 in, in the state of Kentucky, um, but, but it, it's it, a lot of people talk about that class and how great it is and all that. I'm not saying that it's not, um, but, but I'm saying, I think that that class still has some, some things to prove if you know what I mean. Oh, no, I totally uh, agree with you. You know, and, and one thing that's obvious from the current class, the 2021 class is there's nobody from the state of Kentucky in there, you know, although, you know, the, it's, it's becoming really a national class, you know, recruiting from coast to coast. And, and I think that trend's going to continue um, into the 2022 class, although I do expect to see a couple in-state commit, you know, guys join the class next year. Uh, but I think it's a, a, a nice class. I think it's got some 
really high quality talent, especially at the top. Um, you know, we're familiar with a number of the names. Wims is obviously a guy that you're going to want to watch and is likely you know, going to be one of the top 100 kids in the, in the nation. Uh, and Gavin Wims at the cat out of Orangeboro. So, yeah, I think, you know, he, I think he you, we'll see a rankings this week, this week of the of the of the 2022s. And I think people will be shocked to see um, the jump that he's going to make that film. Man, that film is impressive. Yeah. Now, I will say this. Um, it, it's it's not terrible. Some people say, oh, it's it's terrible competition. It's not really terrible. I mean, there's there's a couple teams on there that aren't very good, but he they did not play terrible. I mean, it wasn't the worst competition in the world. So there's some good competition in there. They've offered Gavin Wimsett. Um, they've offered uh, Keontae Gooden, uh, who is uh, Goodwin, who is with at Ballard. They've just offered Grant Bingham from Johnson Central, who, in my opinion, um, I put him as the second or third best player in the, in the state. Um, they've offered Dane key from, uh, from Frederick Douglas. Jadarian Smith is the kid from Ballard. Yep. How about that? Ballard strong side defensive end six four two twenty five. Jadarian Smith Louisville. It was his first offer, um, in what, within the last month, right, Mike? Yeah. Within the last yeah, month or yeah, so, last, the kid's going to be, yeah. the kid's going to be a junior and he just turned 16 on Friday. How about that? <laughs> That's pretty impressive, you know. And then Albert, you know, Cela Brown over at Louisville Mail, obviously with with right. an offer. Yeah. He so, he's their yeah. main to to me, and I I'm I'm biased because I've seen him a lot in person. Uh, yeah. And Travion Longmire, I'm sorry, Cor- from Corbin, Travion Longmire. I'm I'm biased because I'm seeing him in person a lot. Um, but Cela Brown to me, and I will uh, I'm actually going to come up with. Um, uh, I'm going to do some rankings, I think, uh, over the course of the next couple months, um, just on my own. But to me, Cela Brown is probably the best player in the state of Kentucky. I, I really like Gavin Wimsett. I think he's really, really talented. Uh, I think Grant Bingham is really good. Um, I think Cela Brown, uh, to me, Cela Brown is one bad dude. Um, I just think when people look at him on tape, uh, for whatever reason they look at him on tape, they're not sure kind of what the how to project the future what more he than is. anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And what he is. Um, he's a football player. He's an absolute yep. stud football player. And, uh, and and hopefully at some point or another, uh, he gets his due. So uh, so that's it, Michael. We'll we'll talk. We've got plenty of time to talk about that. We're going on. Uh, this is a long podcast. So and I do want to get baseball real quick. How about that? Right. Lucky number 13. That's how many former Louisville players are on Major League Baseball 60 man rosters as they're going through summer training here uh, before they start the season. And, you know, the thing about it is from everything I've read, if they're on these 60 man rosters, it's 60 games. There's a good chance that most of these dudes are actually going to play. Nick Birdie, oh, yeah. Reed Detmers, Adam Duvall, Adam Engel, Kyle Funkhauser, Chad Green, Devin Mann, Bobby Miller, Brendan McKay, Corey Ray, Will Smith, Nick Zolak, and Tony Zick. They're all on rosters with a chance to play in the big leagues. And correct me if I'm wrong, Michael, but Detmers, Ray, Funkhauser, Man and Miller. So five of the 13 have not made it, right? Yeah, that's right. Because Nick Birdie has Duvall, yep. Engel, Green, McKay, of course, Will Smith, Solak, and Zick. Yeah, so yep. so five of the 13 could be making their – it could be a crowded uh, leadoff dinner next year. 
hey, there you go. I love, you know, I like your thinking. And, you know, and uh, I'm not a Dodgers fan, but I'm a big Will Smith fan. And if you tracked him last year, I mean, he had a magical rookie season. He spoke at the, at the leadoff dinner last year with Brendan McKay. But I've been watching some of his the spring training, they're calling it, out in, in hot L.A. And, you know, he's kind of picking up where he left off. He's had a couple dingers. You know, during you know during practice scrimmages, but you know inter inter squad scrimmages. So yeah, I mean with with 13 now, you know on the 60 man roster. I mean, I'm looking forward to sports, but it's gonna be really fun to see you know these guys progress. I'm really looking forward to seeing how Brendan McKay uh, you know has pro- progresses into this season as well. And and Nick Solak, I mean he had a, a nice uh, run last year, and looks like he's ready to take that next step up to to become an everyday impact type player. So a lot to be proud of if you're a little baseball guy. Yep, and one more quick thing. Summer League's going on for a lot of the current baseball players. Uh, I happened to walk in uh, uh, not this past week and a half, or t- two weeks ago now, I guess, two weeks ago now. Um, I went to get some dinner. Uh, my daughter was doing dance, and, and I was actually going to pick her up. And uh, I have to do more chores now as I am uh, I went for, like, what, three <laughs> months without having to do my wife doing everything. So I have yeah. to do more chores. So I went to get myself some dinner because my wife had eaten, son had eaten, and I went to pick up my daughter from dance, and I had about an hour to spend. And so I drove over to, to St. Matthew's ballpark where uh, St. Matthew's has that facility now where it's Trinity's Field, but it's St. Matthew's Field as well, and they've got a summer league game going on. Uh, I walk in, Ben Metzinger's at the plate. He rips a double <laughs> down the left field line. They they uh, uh, they didn't score. They come out, he's catching throws a guy out at second base. I'm like, all right, I'm leaving. That's all I, that's all I need to see. <laughs> so, uh, so, so the following week, same thing happens. So this is always on a Tuesday night. They play Mondays and Tuesdays there at the, at the ballpark. So the following uh, last Tuesday night, I go out there and uh, I'm walking in and I look up and I'm like, ah, you look familiar. And he's like, Jody, how are you? It was Luke Smith. He had pitched that day in Indianapolis and had come to watch Adam Elliott pitch that night. So Adam Elliott's actually pitching here in the Louisville Summer League um, and, uh, and pitched two really good innings. Luke Smith pitched very well from what I, uh, not and not just Luke Smith telling me, but from others that I heard last week in Indianapolis. And I've heard Jack Perkins looks great. And a name that, Michael, you will remember from last year, uh, because you saw him a lot more. You were there the last two days. I think he was the pitcher on the last day of the of the of the before the shutdown. But Michael Prosecchi is who I'm told yep. has had a fabulous summer so far. So uh, a lot of those guys out there getting their work in and getting their their innings in, and all the newcomers for baseball uh, now on campus uh, with Dan McDonald and the strength coach Zach Farrell uh, taking care of those guys. I think they tested last week and will begin workouts sometime this week. Exciting to you know know that there's actually things you know, progressing. There's some there's some sports going on, um, and yeah, Ben, ben Mintzinger, you know, he was a guy that had everybody excited, you know, last year before the before the season got halted. And, and Prosecchi, you brought him up. I mean, I think he's a guy that we're gonna see as a, a feature guy uh, in 2021. But uh, really, you know, Metzinger, seriously, to, and we'll, and then we'll end, we're gonna end on this. Uh, yep. uh, Metzinger could literally be. Uh, Michael, he could be the backup third baseman, the backup catcher, the backup wow. left fielder, and play some first base. He played short last week in, in the summer league game, too, as well. So this kid could do a lot of different things, and uh, I, I'm excited. I'm pumped up to see what he what he can do. Um, as uh, and, 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 you know, I don't know that he's going to be that guy uh, that gets um, a ton of 
uh, everyday reps, but he might get everyday reps at a different position. And I don't think that that's a bad idea. That's not a bad thing. You know, I mean, yeah. hey, remember, Justin Levy's done it before. All, all kinds of guys have done that. Uh, uh, remember when Kobe Fitch, they were like, where's Kobe Fitch? What's he going to do? Well, he's just going to become a dude wherever you put him. And he's going to do things for you. So, um, yeah. all right, we're way we're way past our, our, our hey, you know, quick sh- quick shout out to got to give a shout out to Lucas Dunn though and his summer league down in Florida popping a, a grand slam yes. a few days ago. So, you know, a lot of good reports for Louisville baseball out there. No doubt about it. All right, a lot of good reports. Michael McCammon, senior writer for Michael McCammon. You're going to take a little time off this week. You'll yep. still be kind of yep. you'll still be kind of around, and I'll uh, uh, be manning the ship uh, uh, for a while, and we'll hope to get a couple commitments. If we do get a commitment, uh, check back later. If we do get a commitment, check back later. I'm not saying that it might come today, but check back later. Uh, if we do get some commitments, we'll have a special edition of the Cards Cast. For Michael McCammon, I'm Jody Dimley. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.